Episode 27 of the State of the Old Republic podcast was originally recorded on March 6th, 2017. It's the State of the Old Republic podcast. This week, more big changes were announced for Galactic Command in Game Update 5.2. All talk about the new tier of gear. RNG has been the bane of players in Knights of the Eternal Throne. BioWare is taking steps to ease that pain. I'll tell you what you can expect from crates in the near future. Also this week, changes were made to the Victorious Pioneer's armor set. Were they good? I'll let you know what it all means. Finally this week, I recently discovered that Terrace is part of the new Star Wars canon. I'll tell you why I'm not at all happy about it. And with that, it's time to make the jump to Lightspeed and check out the State of the Old Republic. Well, welcome to episode 27 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted. And as you heard in the opening, I have another terrific show lined up for you today. First, as always, let's review some announcements for the Old Republic. Now, I don't really have any announcements this week other than to say I'm back from vacation and ready to go with this episode. My next trip will be for Star Wars Celebration in Orlando. And I did read that EA, which includes Bioware, will have a presence there. I assume there will be a Cantina tour, and I believe Eric Musco stated they'll have details on that possibly this week. So hopefully I'll have more to say on that next show. But I do like their Cantina tours and certainly hope to see these guys at Star Wars Celebration in April. Well, I have a lot to cover today. So let's slice the holonet and get to the news this week. Now, last episode before I went on vacation, I talked about data mined information from the game uh, update 5.2 PTS that pointed to a new tier of for Galactic Command. Well, this week, Bioware came out and confirmed a lot of the information and provided a number of details on what to expect. Eric Musco posted all of this on the official forum, so let's break down what's happening in game update 5.2, and here is what Eric had to say. Hey folks, in Game Update 5.2, we will be introducing a new tier of Galactic Command. Tier 4 works a bit differently than other tiers, and so we want to provide you with insight about why we're implementing it. Additionally, we know our social post raised a few concerns, and so we want to tackle those first. So, why add 100 more command ranks? The 100 new levels were simply a logical next step for adding Tier 4 gear, However, since it's already possible to rank up at command level 300 indefinitely, we decided to take your feedback and keep the current cap. So starting in 5.2, command crates dropped at level 300 will contain tier 4 gear. Going forward, tier 3 will stop being provided at rank 299. Well, this is good news because the data mine information had some pretty significant CXP requirements for completing ranks 301 to 400. And I assume that by keeping the cap at 300, the CXP required to earn a crate will stay at its current rate of 4,990 CXP. I don't believe that's confirmed, but I would hope that's the case. So no additional ranks is definitely a good thing. Although if they do add a tier 5 to Galactic Command, the lack of additional ranks could complicate things. And this was also partially addressed by Eric in his post when he wrote, 
We certainly have explored the idea of adding more command ranks, as you know, and Tier 5 has been actively discussed as well. While we do not have plans for new items, while we do have plans for new items in the future, these may or may not come with additional ranks or through a new tier level. Once we determine the appropriate delivery mechanism, we'll let you know, but more likely that'll be much later in the year. I don't want to read too much into this, but it sounds like everyone is starting to get on the same page that Galactic Command as a way to gear up wasn't the best idea. And if not on the same page, then maybe we're at least reading the same book now. Uh, he mentions this could be coming much later in the year, and I don't know what much later in the year means. I mean, Game Update 5.2 is about a month out, and I have to think that they've got another expansion in the works, which could drop anywhere between October and early December. In my mind, it would be much easier to break away from Galactic Command with a new expansion. That would be the cleanest break. But on the other hand, there is something to be said for trying out something new towards the end of the expansion so they can make adjustments and have it in a good place when when that expansion drops. I mean, Galactic Command has been a continual work in progress. It's primarily a system for earning gear, and it's been the focus of change going on for months now. So... Uh, you know, I, I think at some point there's something to be said if you're going to implement a new gearing system for getting it out in front early on so they can iron out the kinks before we actually get another expansion where it would really take effect. So one of the other questions that gets asked is, what do we need all of this gear for? And Eric addressed this question when he wrote, we have two main goals in mind for the addition of Tier 4. The first is to act as a benefit for players who put in the time and effort to level up to command rank 300. The second goal is giving the most skilled PvE players in SWOTOR a worthwhile reward for their coordination and gameplay mastery while also introducing gear drops needed for taking on Tithe in veteran mode and other master mode operation bosses. PvP players will also be able to purchase tier 4 gear for unassembled components as they do for other tiers today. Tier 4 is primarily for our most hardcore players who have maxed out their command ranks and are working on getting best-in-slot gear for their character. Now with Galactic Command, every player has an opportunity to get a complete set of the best gear offered in SWOTOR. I don't know if grinding a single Master Mode chapter while under the effect of a ginormous CXP boost is hardcore, but I am glad that I'm sitting at rank 300 right now. And let me reiterate something that I've mentioned before. I love the philosophy that every player has an opportunity to get a complete set of the best gear offered in SWOTOR. This is one thing I truly like about Galactic Command. And yes, I understand that implementing this could be done without Galactic Command. But I also feel like there should be multiple types of content, both solo and group oriented, that should be tuned around having all of this gear. Otherwise, we're just getting the gear for the sake of getting it. But since gear is the carrot on the end of the stick that drives this Bantha, let's talk about the Tier 4 gear and the changes happening to crates. So let me start with the crates. Uh, One of the things I don't like about Galactic Command is that all crates with any tier are created equal, only they're not really equal. They're the same in the sense that a Tier 3 crate is just that, a Tier 3 crate. The one you get at rank 201 is the same as what you get at rank 300. 
The problem is the amount of CXP required to get that rank 300 crate is a lot more than is required to get the rank 201 crate. As you progress through a tier, you have to do a lot more work to get the same reward. Well, this will be addressed in Game Update 5.2, and here is what Eric had to say about it. Starting with Game Update 5.2, drop rates of better quality items, legendary and artifact, will get higher as you gain command ranks in a given tier. While lower quality items, premium and prototype, drop rates will go down. What this means is you are encouraged to continue increasing your command rank as your drop rates of more desired items get higher as your rank increases. He says, let's look at tier 2 and 3 as an example. Right now, this is an approximation of gear drops for the entire tier. Premium green are high drop rate. Prototype blue, medium drop rate. Artifact purple, low drop rate. Legendary yellow, very low drop rate. After 5.2, gear drops get much better as you progress through the tier. Let's say you were getting close to the top of your tier. This is what your drop rates will look like. Premium, no longer dropping. Prototype, medium to low drop rate. Artifact, medium to high drop rate. And legendary, medium drop rate. As you can see from the above example, after 5.2, you will be able to get higher quality gear for your characters more consistently as you progress through each tier. This will also help in addressing concerns about the inability to get set bonus gear from command crates, in addition to the operation drop changes we are making at the same time. And I'll discuss the operation drops uh, in a moment. Uh, he went on to say, keep in mind that these drop rates, drop rate changes apply to tier 1, tier 2, and tier 3, not tier 4. Uh, one thing, one other thing Eric mentioned regarding crates is this. The contents of your command crates is determined when you open them. Think of how it works with disciplines. So any tier 1 through 3 crates you have prior to 5.2 will have the adjusted drop rates if you open them after 5.2 goes live. Now he also went on to clarify that the increased drop rate is determined by the rank you earned the crate. In other words, uh, you can't collect an entire tier of crates and then wait until you're on the final rank and open them for the highest chances of getting the best items. You can't game the system in that regard. Also, if you're ranked 300 now, any crates you earn prior to game update 5.2 will remain as tier 3 crates. They will not get converted to tier 4. So let's talk about the tier 4. Uh, gear and what's different about it. And here are the changes for that tier, and I th actually think they're pretty good. Here's what Eric wrote about Tier 4 crates. Tier 4's biggest difference from previous tiers is every gear drop from a command crate will be prototype blue, artifact purple, or legendary gold. There are no premium green items. Additionally, prototype quality items in this tier all have set bonuses. This means every piece of gear coming from a command crate in tier 4 will have a set bonus where applicable and be of prototype or better quality. It's also important to note every piece of gear in tier 4 is better than gear from previous tiers, including tier 3 legendaries. As legendary tier 4 items are best in slot, they will remain fairly rare from command crates. So last episode, I talked about how gear works. I also talked about the data mined information on the item ratings for the tier four gear. 
If that information is correct, then Prototype Blue and Artifact Purple Gear will have an item rating of 246, and Legendary Gold will have an item rating of 248. Now remember that Tier 3 Legendary is item rating 242, so this is a pretty big improvement. And now that the Prototype items have a set bonus, the only difference between Prototype and Artifact are the mods. You'll get less power from Prototype mods than you will from Artifact mods. Now what's not clear for Tier 4 is because there are no new command ranks, we don't know how and or if the chances to get better gear go up as you get new crates. I suspect that that rule won't apply to Tier 4, which is why every drop has it as at least a set bonus. So overall, I think this is a pretty nice change to Tier 4 gear, and these aren't all the changes coming in game update 5.2. That's right, there's more. And loot from operations is getting completely redone. And according to Eric, this is what's going to happen. The first change we are making is specific unassembled gear pieces will now drop on each boss in the game, except for the Golden Fury and Colossal Monolith. Uh, this means when you kill a boss in an operation, you will know exactly what is going to drop, and you can plan to run specific operations if you are seeking a specific slot. Uh, the second change is bosses will no longer have a random chance to drop unassembled gear pieces. Each boss in an eight, each boss in an eight player operation will drop one piece and the last boss will drop two. This number is doubled to two and four respectively in 16 player. Previously with game update 5.1, each boss except for the last boss had only a chance of dropping gear pieces. The third change is with the introduction of a new tier, tier 4, we needed to ensure operation players had a way to acquire this gear directly. This is especially true since tier 4 will help substantially in being able to clear veteran mode Tithe along with future gods from the machine bosses and all other master mode bosses. And here is a basic breakdown of where the gear will drop. And uh, one thing to keep in mind is for existing operations, tier 1 will no longer drop an operation. So, so tier 1 gear is essentially going away with regards to ops and PvE. And if you're still on, or, or I should say PvP, and if you're still on Galactic Command Tier 1, you'll earn Tier 1 gear. But for Ops and PvP, Tier 2 is your new baseline. And this is where you'll find your gear when running operations. So Tier 2 Legendary gear will drop from Story Mode. Tier 3 Legendary gear will drop from Veteran Mode. And Tier 4 Prototype and Artifact gear will drop from Master Mode, uh, the non-final bosses. And then Tier 4 Legendary gear will drop from Master Mode uh, Final Bosses. And then for the Gods of the Machine operations, this is the new operation where, where Tithe is the only boss coming out in 5.2. Tier 3 gear will drop in Story Mode. I assume that's Legendary. And then Tier 4 will drop in Veteran Mode. I don't know if that's just Legendary or if that's going to be Prototype Artifact gear. I'm going to assume since Veteran Mode is harder that it would be legendary, although it wasn't mentioned uh, in his post. So again, this is another good change, and it softens the blow of the RNG nature of the gear. It's not perfect, though, and if you aren't running Master Mode Ops, but are Galactic Rank 300, then you're going to be earning better gear from the crates than you are from the Ops. Uh, and for a lot of people, the CXP packs may have more intrinsic value than the actual drops. 
And speaking of the drops, here is where you're going to find all of that gear. And remember, you're not getting the actual item. You are getting the unassembled components, which you have to use with the uh, the command currency to purchase from the vendor. So just so you'll still have to grind out your tiers and make sure you're earning uh, that extra currency in order to purchase the gear. But here's where you're going to find all of that gear. So earpieces will drop from the ancient pylons in Eternity Vault, Foreman Crusher in Karaga's Palace, uh, the Dread Fortress, uh, Grobthok, and Torque in the Ravagers. For your implants, you're going to be able to find those from Zorn and Toth in Explosive Conflict, Kephis from Terror from Beyond, Thrasher from Scum and Villainy, and the Revanite Commanders from the Temple of Sacrifice. Bracers. You'll get those from Bone Thrasher in Karaga's Palace, Dashrud in Scum and Villainy, uh, Bestia in the Dread Palace, and Malafar in the Temple of Sacrifice. Uh, your belt will come from the Annihilation Droid in Eternity Vault, the Writhing Horror from Terror from Beyond, Nephra from the Dread Fortress, and Sparky from the Ravagers. Your relics, those 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 much sought after relics. Well, you're going to get those from the Dread Guard from Terror from Beyond, Firebrand and Stormcaller from Explosive Conflict, uh, Olok from Scum and Villainy, Raptus from the Dread Palace, and Tithe from the Gods of the Machine. So Tithe, the first boss, the new boss being introduced, will drop relics. All right, so for your helmet, you'll get that from Colonel Wargath in Explosive Conflict, Operator 9 from Terror from Beyond, uh, Calpheus from the Dread Palace, and the Underlurker from the Temple of Sacrifice. Uh, your chess piece, you'll get that from Karaga in Karaga's Palace, Kephis from Explosive Conflict, uh, War, the Warlords from Scum and Villainy, and the Dread Council from the Dread Palace. Uh, for the gloves, you'll get those from Garge in Eternity Vault, Titan 6 from Scum and Villainy, Draxus from the Dread Palace, and Sword Squad, Sword, <laughs> try that again, Sword Squadron from the Temple of Sacrifice. And your legs, you'll get that from the Fabricator in Karaga's Palace, the Operation Chief, Scum and Villainy, Corruptor Zero in the Dread Fortress, Master and Blaster from the Ravagers. And your boots come from Jargon Sorno, Karaga's Palace, the Infernal Council in the Eternity Vault, uh, Tyrans in the Dread Palace, and Bulo from Ravagers. And your main hand, main hand's gonna come from Revan in the Temple of Sacrifice, uh, Styrak from Scum and Villainy, and Kor- Koratani from the Ravagers. Your offhand, well, you'll get from Terror from Beyond, from Terror from Beyond, Brontes from the Dread Fortress, and Soa from Eternity Vault. And then finally, the Golden Fury and Colossal Monolith will have a chance to drop all of these tokens. So that's a lot of changes. And a lot of nice changes actually coming in game update 5.2. And before I move on to the next topic, and I do have more to cover today, let me do a quick recap of what I just talked about. So in game update 5.2, there will be a new tier of gear, tier 4. There will not be new ranks, and you will start earning tier 4 crates at rank 300. Crates are changing, so the drops will get increasingly better as you progress through a tier. This applies to tier 1 through 3. Any unopened crates you earned prior to game update 5.2 will have the adjusted drop rates, and unopened rank 300 crates will remain as tier 3 crates. Tier 4 crates will only have prototype blue, artifact purple, and legendary gold gear, and tier 4 prototype gear 
will have a set bonus. Now, according to data mind information, the item rating on tier four gear will be 246 for prototype and artifact and 248 for legendary. All ops bosses will now drop specific pieces of gear. Remember, these are the unassembled pieces you use to purchase the gear, not the actual gear itself. Eight man will drop one item per boss and two for the final boss and 16 man will drop two per boss and four for the final boss. Tier 1 will no longer drop from operations, and Tier 2 is the new baseline. This applies to PvP as well, as you will purchase Tier 2 directly now and upgrade to Tier 3 and Tier 4. So that's it for the changes, but I'm not done talking about gear just yet. One of the interesting changes that happened in uh, Game Update 5.1.2 was a change to the Victorious Pioneer's Armor set. Now, this is a set that was a reward from the Dark versus Light event last year and offers a 50% increase to XP gained. Now, here's the issue that was re- that was addressed. The Dark versus Light Armor set no longer bolsters to higher than intended stats in War Zones. That was the patch notes, um, and here's what they did. They essentially deleted the original gear and replaced it with a brand new set. And this is why when you logged in, if you had it in storage, it may have ended up in a different bay than where you had remembered putting it. Or if you had it equipped, all the mods and enhancements were suddenly in your inventory. So basically, they reissued the gear with some changes. And the big change is that the armoring is now removable and is also bind on legacy. And it's also legendary gold quality, which makes it even more special, I guess. And this is actually a pretty good change, and here's why. Because if you're like me, and you like to bounce around between alts that you're leveling, it was a pain to pass this armor around. What I like to do is go to the fleet and purchase the mods and enhancements. They're cheap and easy to require, and takes all the thought out of keeping geared while leveling. The problem is when I switch from a level 25 character to say a level 50 character, I have to pull out all of those mods and keep them on my level 25 character before sending the gear to my level 50. And a lot of the times I get lazy and I just send the gear over and replace the existing mods. I don't pull them out. I just override and destroy what was in there. Well, now if my level 25 character has the gear, I can just pull out the armorings and send those to my level 50 and they can put them in any moddable gear and there's tons of it out there and then I'm done. So basically by only having to send the armorings back and forth, I can easily maintain multiple sets of gear for my leveling alts. And remember the set bonus is tied to the armoring, not the shell. So this is a very nice quality of life change. And if there's one thing I'm big on, it's quality of life changes. So that's enough about gear today. I do have one final topic for the show, and that is the Planet Terrace. While I was on vacation, I had an opportunity to get caught up on some of my Star Wars reading, which included Aftermath by Chuck Wendig. If you haven't read it, I do recommend it. Uh, Aftermath is the first of three books. The third installment just released earlier this month. Now, one of the things Wendig likes to do is break up the story with these little interludes. And they are little side vignettes that have nothing to do with the main narrative, but fill in little gaps as to what's been happening in the galaxy since Return of the Jedi. 
Now, one such interlude was titled Terrace, and I won't spoil what this one was about, other than to say it's quite interesting and one of the more memorable ones. What I did want to talk about, though, was the inclusion of the planet Terrace. Now, in case you aren't aware, Aftermath is part of the new Star Wars canon, which means that the, the planet Terrace is now officially canon. Aftermath didn't actually make Terrace canon, although it's the first story where something takes place on the planet. Terrace has been mentioned in several books in the new canon, including uh, Dark Disciple by Christy Golden, Tarkin by James Lucino, where I believe it was first mentioned, uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story novelization by former SWOTOR writer Alexander Freed, and it was also mentioned in Bloodline by Claudia Gray. So here's my problem with this. Terrace is sacred ground for the Old Republic. For fans of the Old Republic, a journey to Terrace is a pilgrimage to a holy place. Terrace is not just another city world like Coruscant and Narshada. It is the site of one of the most pivotal moments in the history of the Old Republic. It's our Alderaan. It is perhaps the most iconic planet in the Old Republic, and by making the planet canon but failing to include its history or bring attention to it, strips it of its identity. It is no longer special. It is no longer our Terrace. It's just another floating rock in the galaxy. And by the way, there is absolutely nothing about that interlude that needed to take place on Terrace. In fact, the planet isn't described in any great detail other than being urban and polluted with swamps. Making Terrace canon doesn't bring credibility to the Old Republic. By making Terrace real, it makes our beloved stories fake. And if you want to throw a bone or a nod to the Old Republic, go with a planet like Manan, which is, which is canon as well, although not to the degree that Terrace is. The one shining light is the old stories and games still exist and are there to be enjoyed. They may try and take our planet and history away, but the bottom line is, we'll always have Terrace. And with that, I definitely hear the music, so that can mean only one thing. You've managed to survive another half hour listening to episode 27 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and I thank you for tuning in. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and Buzzsprout. You can also listen to the show directly from the show site, which is currently sotorpodcast.com and there is an RSS feed where you can subscribe to the podcast directly. If you have a question for the show, you can email me at sotorpodcast at gmail.com You can also tweet your questions to at sotorpodcast and be sure to follow me on Twitter to get the latest information on the podcast and finally look for episode 28 on March 14th 2017 and remember the Sith Code, cake is alive.